Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi, so here's the thing. People are asking me all the time how we manage to produce three free episodes of the podcast every week, where many shows only do one episode. Well, obviously, your support as a listener makes a gigantic difference, but the rocket fuel that keeps this show going is our Patreon page and all of our subscribers. Now, we're immensely grateful for your support, whether you can subscribe or not. But if you can, please consider signing up for at least $1 a month or $5 per month on our Patreon page. And depending on your pledge, we're going to give you all kinds of bonus content from me and my troop of co-hosts. Plus, it's actually the best place to contact me in person as we continue to post exclusive content like our Shadow Docket shows twice a week, as well as the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson live from the refrigerator and commercial-free versions of the podcast. So get going. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 8, 2023. This is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. What's happening? I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 930 of the Biden-Harris administration, 454 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram and threads at TheBobSeska. Twitter is BobSeska underscore go. We're still calling it Twitter. And, of course, our Patreon page is BobSeskaShow.com. And sitting right over there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. Yeah. Buzz Burbank. Objection, Your Honor. You've said it all. Hey. I'd, I'd like at least a three-day delay. <laughs> <laughs> not not ready. No, for this. no, you're yeah, not granted. Yeah. Not granted. No, the show must go on. Yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. He's Bob. I'm Buzz, and we are the seventh and eighth unindicted co-conspirators. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were up to something. Uh, polls show that uh, Trump is the Republican frontrunner, partly because Republicans see him as more fun than Ron DeSantis. Uh huh. They also think Succession was a comedy. <laughs> uh, so uh, DeSantis is out on his uh, Why Don't You Like Me tour. Yeah. And uh, here's here's how desperate he's gotten. He's thinking about giving away PlayStation 5s in Times Square. Hey, that's bribery. He's buying votes. <laughs> uh, CEO Bob Iger says Disney might sell off ESPN. Wow. He's, he says professional athletes have become a little too much like Johnny Depp. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, me neither. Uh, the, the movie business is booming, though, Bob. <laughs> yeah. A, a billion dollars for Barbie. Hey. Uh, uh, Oppenheimer has now earned over a half billion dollars. Great movie. Stupid me. I thought it'd probably just be a bomb. 
turned out to be a movie too. Uh, I don't. I don't know if this Ozempic is working. Uh, Doc says I'm eating too many of them. <laughs> and uh, and finally, f for the first time ever, there's now a pill to treat postpartum depression. Yeah. If it works, they're going to try to make one for women. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's a brand new week with the Bob Seska Show and uh, and this song from Rocky Mountain Mike. Yep. Lying in my bed, I hear the clock tick and watch the news. Caught up in lies again, collusion is nothing new. Capital storm that night almost lost our rights. Suitcase of evidence, crime after some crimes you can't ignore. I'm wanting to move ahead, investigating. I have heard I can't wait for some arrests. He In Ann Arbor. Wow, that's a tour de force from Mary. Show the moon for you, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. Great production by Rocky Mountain Mike. Man, I'm relieved to know that I'm not the only one who goes right to It's a Wonderful Life every time I <laughs> run into someone named Mary. Even yeah. our friend Mary Trump. Every time I connect with Mary, I go, Oh, Mary! M Mary! <laughs> yeah. What can that's I say? Great. So, hi, hello. Uh, hi. Uh, this just in. We had breaking news just as the show was beginning here. Right. Uh, Ron, Ron DeSantis has fired his campaign manager. <laughs> <laughs> here, that's a good way to start a show. Hey, that's all right. Yeah. Let's start more shows like that. That's yes, great please. news. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know what? You know why I'm so happy? It's why? not just because of Ron DeSantis' misfortune. It's because I'm once again proved correct <laughs> that Ron DeSantis would disintegrate on the national stage. Yeah. Um, you know, as you might say to me, and I, oh man, I heard a great quote about optimism, but as you uh, might have said to me, don't, don't get happy. Yeah. In, in Iowa, uh, DeSantis trails Trump by only nine points. Huh. Yeah, wow. now, so okay. I'm thinking, you know, uh, I, I see the national numbers, and I believe the national numbers, but uh, what's going on over there? Now, Iowa, of course, extremely conservative, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it's a little unnerving to know that a thing like that could happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and just a reminder that if anything happens to Trump, whether it's cholesterol or prison, Tucker thought that was hilarious. Well, it is. And, and regardless of, of how that turns out, if Trump goes away, uh, DeSantis is the number one guy. Just a little reminder, you just need to uh, keep that behind your ear, whatever that means, and and 
and just remember that. Don't lose sight of that uh -huh. because that's just a little possibility. As bizarre as it is, that's the possibility that hangs out there. And DeSantis is uh, well ahead of all the other clowns. Here's the thing about Iowa. They always tend to go with some sort of outlier in the Iowa caucus, at least on the Republican side. I think, right. Mike, didn't Mike Huckabee once win the <laughs> Iowa caucus? It sounds reasonable. It's, it's incredibly conservative in, in Iowa. You know, for all that one might say about Florida and one might say a lot, uh, Iowa is even farther to the right. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Iowa these days. Yeah, what a mess. It used to be a comfortable, Democratic-leaning state, and now it's just completely gone off the deep end it's because of new, Trumpism and all the rest of it, right? It's our new Broadway musical, What's Going On in Iowa. <laughs> what's the deal with Iowa? Right. <laughs> all right, well, uh, the big event over the weekend, the big news over the weekend was right. that uh, Trump continues to threaten the judge, witnesses, Jesus. prosecutors in defiance Jesus. of the magistrate judge's order. Uh, you know, what he's doing here, just to preface this entire news item, is that Donald Trump loves to test the waters. Donald Trump loves to walk right up to the line and see oh, if anyone blinks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've known people like that, yes. Yeah, they like to uh, they like to be devilish with their actions to see if anyone snaps them back. He's testing the judge here whether it's Judge Chutkin or the magistrate judge who actually handed down the order during the arraignment, right? he's testing to see whether or not they have the guts to be able to snap him back. And it looks like they didn't have to wait to snap Trump back. The prosecutors, Jack Smith, they decided to file for a protection order, right? Right. So that is essentially a gag order. Am I correct in that assumption that this is we're talking about a gag order? It, it is. It's a protective of national security in most cases and also the safety and privacy of witnesses and sources. Uh, Interesting. Uh, and, and because Trump and his minions have been known to dox people before, including yeah. Obama, uh, not only have they done that, they've proven they'll do that. And there's no reason to think, of course, from their track record that they won't do it again. They, Of course they'll do it again. Yeah. So, uh, But Trump's lawyers were arguing, no, he should have the ability to do that. He should have the ability to share uh, with the public uh, I information that's provided to his lawyers by DOJ, by the government. Mm -hmm. uh, well, no, that's not how a trial works. No. Uh, it, it was a trial by media, as DOJ called it, or you know, trial by public. Um, and and uh, they, yeah, that cannot and will not be allowed. Uh, they're going to get nowhere with this. And, and a lot of people will say, well, this is Trump. Delay, delay, delay. The delay isn't working because things are snapping right back. Uh, the, the way this unfolded is I think it was what, a Friday night at the close of business that uh, DOJ uh, filed to this motion to uh, – we call it a gag order for the sake of argument. Uh, and and uh, it gave the the uh, Trump's team until Monday to respond to it, and and Trump's team immediately said, "Well, no, no, we we how about Thursday? Can we do Thursday? Because we're just <laughs> we can't we need another a few more days if we can get that." Yeah. And the judge responded, uh, "No, you no, know, I need an answer by Monday." And mm -hmm. DOJ uh, fired back very quickly after that, uh, saying, "No, we need to uh, install our motion. We need to you know make that the rule of this." of this uh, case and, uh, and the judge said okay I tell you what we're going to have arguments on this no later than Friday of this week yeah. so uh, probably Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, this hearing will take place in which 
the lawyers for both sides, DOJ and Trump's lawyers, will argue uh, for and against uh, the the gag order, essentially. Uh, and it, it, it'll be interesting to see, but I, I think DOJ has presented a pretty airtight argument here and with plenty of evidence. Yeah. Uh, the, the only evidence that Trump's team posted was uh, uh, the coffee mug uh, that Joe Biden was drinking from with the uh, dark Brandon eyes, <laughs> uh, the laser red eyes uh, coming out of it. Which is and awesome. he was saying, well, if, if the president can use this as political fodder, then why can't I? Yeah, well, the president wasn't using this as political fodder either. He was just, you know, there was nothing trial noteworthy about They gave that him the name, name Brandon. Yes, of course. Of course they did. This is just uh, Donald Trump testing the waters. This is Donald Trump wanting right, to get away exactly. with something. And here's what Pushing I think. Pushing the limit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think this protective order is going to be approved. I think that's absolutely yes, going to happen. Th- now it will be, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think Donald Trump will try to violate that protective order once again. And he, pr- and he probably will. Yeah. He'll be too he- tempted to to get into some sort of childish shenanigans, right? <laughs> there's, a, there's a school of thought that says he might be willing to spend a night in jail just to rile up his base. I don't know about that. I, I don't think Donald Trump wants to go to prison. I don't think, and even if Jailed it's temporarily, yeah. Jail for a night for contempt. And I think what's going to happen the first time around is I think he'll be sanctioned with fines rather than any sort of jail time. Probably. Uh, sending Donald Trump to jail at this point, I don't know if that's in the offing. I'd like to think it was. I, I'd like to think that that's actually going to happen. Don't get me wrong. I, I wish it would happen. I think it should have happened in the first place because Donald Trump is getting all kinds of latitude that normal people under criminal indictment don't get. And so, therefore, if Donald Trump continues to flaunt that, if Donald Trump continues to poke the judge in the eyes and Mm. continues to threaten the prosecutors and threaten witnesses, I think he should be thrown in prison. Absolutely. Uh, But I don't I don't know that that's going to be the first step. It's clear that this is going to be an incremental sort of thing. Yeah. Where, well, I'm talking, yeah. I'm talking, I was, there is a theory that has been espoused that uh, Trump would be willing to spend one night in jail for contempt, uh, you know, just just to rile up the base, just to, <laughs> get, get, if possible, get people to take to the streets. Yeah. We all know that Donald Trump wants to raise as much money off of this. Well, but, that too, that too, but he he wants more than that. I think at this point. Oh he yeah, wants, well he's he, he's, he's he wants an uprising that so far he has not succeeded in getting, and he's never going to get it. They wouldn't yeah, even show I up agree. for his first arraignment right. in New York City. I know they didn't show up for his second arraignment. He Flags are disappearing, signs are disappearing. Where are the boat parades this summer? Yeah. Huh? Oh yes, that's a good point. I haven't seen any boat parades. Have you? I haven't nope. seen. There haven't been any. I, no. I think maybe there's some smaller ones because some people just haven't taken the boat parade, you know, Trump signs off of their pontoon boats. Here in Florida, I still see the occasional Trump placard, you know, a yard sign or, yeah. or and then not in a yard usually. It was, it was in a place of business, I actually saw it. Uh, and then uh, on bumper stickers, whatever. But it's most of that. And the, the flags, all the flags that I saw flying, most of those have, have disappeared. Uh, I, I think uh, support is weakening. And, and, on that subject, uh, he is now a weakened Donald Trump. And since that is the thing he hates more than anything else, that is what we shall call him from this point forward, <laughs> a weakened Donald Trump. That's just it. His whole public persona is contrary to what he actually is. And, and the great irony of that is it's very clear and plain to see what Donald Trump is all about. Donald Trump is all about a facade. There is nothing 
masculine or manly about Donald Trump other than what he thinks is masculine and manly, which is apparently all of this whining that he does. He believes that screaming and defying uh, authority figures and basically screwing himself is somehow considered to be alpha. And it's not. It's the exact opposite of that. To me, I I, I don't know. Uh, Maybe I am an outlier. Maybe some of us are outliers in terms of our perception, the way we were raised to view masculinity. I don't see masculinity at all in Donald Trump. No. I see childishness. Uh, I see frailty. I see a brittle ego. I see a shitload of whining. I see, you know, a lot of phony baloney facade, whether it's his hair or his oversized suits or his long tie or that orange pancake makeup that he wears every day. Or or the bare-chested poster of him with eight-pack abs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you need to do Photoshops to amplify his masculinity... He's not masculine. Here's why I think uh, using the words a weakened Donald Trump yeah. is of such a valuable tool. I'm, I'm serious about, about this because I'm, I'm ready to play some psychological games on these folks. And here's why I think this would work. It, it almost concedes that he was once strong. When you say a weakened Donald Trump, you're saying, okay, well, maybe he was powerful once, but uh, these days not so much. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's, a, it's a way of, I think, wearing him down and wearing down his image further. I like it a lot. So, but I mean, in furtherance of his own need to amplify his masculinity and his, his power, power and, strength, and so on. Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. that's why he tweeted or troth, 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 truth, essential. That's that right. He, he, he trothed this on Fridays that if you go after me, I'm coming after you in all caps. Right. And so that was obvious to anyone who saw it what that was all about. We all knew that, okay, this is a threat against prosecutors. This is a threat against the radical left Democrats and that he intends to punish everyone. He's all about revenge for what he perceives as a a lack of loyalty uh, that, that he never gives anyone. Yeah, it's all retribution. It's like if he becomes president again, if he has any I'll power whatsoever, you. yeah, it's going to be he's going to be rounding people up and tossing them summarily and black bagging them and sending them to jail. He's such a joke at this point. Yeah, I mean, a scary joke still. But, uh, you know, the emperor has been naked for a long time now and we're getting a little tired of looking at him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. then when he's challenged on all of that, mm-hmm. oh, my God, did he buckle. He absolutely collapsed under pressure. He, yeah, the he's statement, scared. Yeah, the statement coming from the Trump campaign was, the truth post cited is the definition of political speech and was in response to the rhino, China-loving, dishonest special interest groups and super no, PACs no. like the ones funded by the Koch brothers and the Club for No Growth. No. Um, no, that's not what we're talking about here. That's no. a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> Donald Trump going after the special interest groups. The next thing you know, he's going to post one of these all caps troughs because of the fat cats in Washington, D.C. The special interest group thing is such a an overused D.C. trope. That's absolutely not what he was talking about. And that's just the ongoing gaslighting from Donald he's, Trump. He's yeah. constantly changing the subject. Of course he is. But that's not what he meant. This is, to me, right. this is the cowardice. I mean, a, a real man... Uh, a manly man. Was it, yeah, would, I said it and I meant it. Yeah. Exactly. Would would own it and say, right. yeah, that's what I said. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Right. 
that's the proper way to handle something like this. But no, he's got to. Well, don't expect that. Yeah, there's no courage in that response. There's no courage in saying, oh, yeah, you know what? I meant the China loving special interest groups like the Koch brothers. God, who would have guessed that here we'd be where the presumptive Republican nominee would be attacking the Koch brothers? <laughs> That's how well, they, far they've, they've a, fallen off the rails. Yeah, and they've been attacking him too. They yeah. they they now oh, regret yeah. backing him in the past, and uh, they're they're for anybody but him uh, who's a conservative who's a Republican who will carry out continue to carry out the Coke agenda. Yeah. But uh, they've uh, they've lost Trump, and Trump's lost them. And uh, yeah, it's just more that is more illustrative of the division of the Republican Party today. Yeah, yeah. So Donald Trump also went after little Mike Pence. L-I-D-D-L-E apostrophe. Yeah. Which, again, I sometimes I can't get beyond the little, the weird little verbal things that Donald Trump does. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Who told him that little was L-I-D-D-L-E apostrophe? Or Stalin, or that it's stolen with two Stalin, L's yes, in there. Uh, or yeah, that you pronounced... Right. You pronounce the word film as film. Uh-huh. These are just weird things that I notice that drive me crazy about Donald Trump, among many, many other things. So he said, <laughs> wow, it's finally happened. Little Mike Pence, a man who was about to be ousted as governor, and by the way, he left out of, ousted as governor Indiana, he said, uh, right. until I came along and made him VP, has gone to the dark side. I never told a newly emboldened, not based on his 2% poll numbers, Pence, to put me above the Constitution or that Mike was too honest. He's delusional, and now he wants to oh. show he's a tough guy. And the fact that Trump did, in fact, tell uh, Biden, uh, you're too honest, uh, and, and that is a fact, yeah. uh, that, that's maybe the most damning piece of evidence uh, that, that Jack Smith has in the J6 case against Trump. Uh, tr Biden, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> forgive me, uh, Pence, <laughs> yeah. Pence here is going to go down in history as a vice president who was remembered more for what he said and did after leaving office yeah. than uh, the, during his time in office or even his time before that. Uh, Pence is uh, the key witness for uh, for Jack Smith in, in this now uh, because uh, Pence is willing to testify, has said he's willing to testify, that, that Trump told him, you're too, Mike, you're too honest. Yeah. <laughs> you're too honest. And that, that's Trump's admission of guilt right there. And, and that's the whole case. And, 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 you know, Pence, uh, for all the, all the right reasons that we hate him for so many things, uh, has done a few things right here. Yeah. And, uh, I, for one, am grateful for them. Yeah. We've got a bit of audio from Mike Pence here in just a second along those lines. And you know what? John Laro, one of Trump's attorneys, is not helping yes. him either. We're oh going to get to that. Get to that in a second too. This here, but guy. yeah, but this troth thing uh, about Mike Pence wraps up by saying, "I once read a major magazine article on Mike." This is the same one I was just reading about little Mike Pence. Of course. I once read a major magazine article on Mike. You know, by the way, Donald Trump didn't read it. He w it was probably no. read to him, or, or someone saw the gave pictures. Yeah, yeah, someone gave him bullet points. It said he was not a very good person. Well, he clearly didn't read it then. I no. was surprised, but the article was right, and then he ended the uh, the troth by saying, Sad. with an exclamation mark. <laughs> um, U.S. Marshals have had to beef up security for Judge Chutkin. 
which sure. uh, Good. not I'm surprising. Glad, yeah, yeah, and that's a, it's funny. Kimberly and I were just talking about that. You know, whenever something like this comes up, whether it's Letitia James or Alvin Bragg or Fonnie Willis or Jack Smith or anyone else that's associated with prosecutions of Donald Trump or any enemies of Donald Trump that have gigantic spotlights on them. That's what I always go to initially. Like, God, I hope they have good security. As unimaginable the scenario as uh, would be required uh, for, for this special security to, to swing into action, uh, stranger things have happened in our American history. Yeah. So uh, th this is a right and proper, and thank goodness, and, and I hope it works, and I, I wish for everyone's safety in this. Uh, the stakes here are very high. And there, there are a lot of nut jobs out there. I don't have to tell you. Yeah, and this is only what we've heard about. I imagine there are quite a few. I, I wouldn't like to see Judge Chutkin's emails or DMs or however people communicate with her, whatever mm -hmm. public address she has out there. Faxes? Do people still get faxes? <laughs> Things like that. The phone messages at her office. Right. I can't even imagine how horrendous they are. And uh, or clerks, yeah, yeah. But this whole argument that Donald Trump is trying to uh, put out there, which is not going to have any effect whatsoever. There's, there's not going to be any venue change here. But they're putting out the argument, well, that you know, she's obviously unqualified to uh, to hear this trial because she was appointed by Barack Obama, and oh my God, she's black. So therefore, Donald Trump can't get a fair trial under this particular judge. Don't he, don't take it. Don't don't even look at Eileen Cannon in Florida. Don't even pay attention to her. She has sent one after another uh, J six rioter to prison. Yeah. Uh, her sentences have been more stiff than any of the other federal judges' sentences for the J six rioters they have tried. Yep. She has shown no patience for this and in the course of all those trials has made it clear she has no patience for the man who made it all happen. Uh it's she must try this case because she sees what's going on here and that's what we need is someone who sees what's going on here. God, I can't wait till he's done. I, I cannot wait until we no longer have to talk about Donald Trump. Well, if anybody can do it, Jack Smith can. I mean, yeah. I am so blown away by his work. And I was thinking last night, God, when this is done, can he just run the whole DOJ? Because uh, <laughs> this guy doesn't screw around. No, he doesn't. Uh, and, and that, that's what I was uh, trying to do, the chronology of things. And this all happened over the weekend, going back and forth about when we're going to decide. With the, and and uh, Jack Smith was very quick in his response. Uh, the, this judge was very quick in her response to it. Uh, neither the judge nor the prosecution are going to tolerate these delays or attempted delays from the Trump team. They're going to make things continue to go lickety-split whether Trump likes it or not. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I want to talk a little bit, if I may, about uh, Trump's defenses here. Okay, sure. It's, presenting, it's really just two points. Yeah. Of free speech and advice of counsel. Yep. You're going to hear these phrases over and over and over again from the Trump team. They're going to continue to claim that anything he has said or written uh, is a matter of free speech and free political speech in, in many cases, but free speech at, at its very core. Well, no, there are limits to free speech. There are certain things you cannot do. Please don't get me started on the yelling falsely fire in a theater thing again, but <laughs> uh, that would be an example. You can't spread false information in a way that causes harm. Yeah. So there are limits to free speech, uh, inciting a riot, et cetera. 
Uh, and, and the other, uh, that's not going to stick. That's not going to fly. It's not going to work because the things he said and did and didn't do were clearly meant to fan the flames of the attack on the U.S. Capitol on yeah. that date. And the other thing you'll hear from him is advice of counsel. Uh, he was just doing what his lawyer told him to do. He didn't know. He just did what his <laughs> lawyer told him to do. So he's going to try to put this all off on uh, John Eastman, I believe, will uh, is the guy he's trying to get to take the fall for all of this. Yeah. And and Eastman's certainly not in the clear, but I, this defense is not also not going to work. Neither of these defenses, and it's all they have, it's all they have. Neither one of them is going to work. And, yeah. And and delays will not be tolerated. Right. Right. Give me one of those. Yeah. yeah. Here's the other yes. thing about advice of counsel. Right. Donald Trump would have to testify. Yes. He'd have to well, take the stand to testify in his own defense along those lines. And as Bill Barr said, and this information is coming from Bill Barr, of all people. Right. Bill Barr yeah, said, oh, yeah, he's totally going to have to testify. Yeah. And the problem there is Donald Trump, if he takes the stand in his own defense, he's going to mm -hmm. perjure himself all over the place. This is going to be right. a conga line of perjury. There's going to be probably more counts of perjury. Charged against be, Donald Trump and the actual original four counts in this what, case. What, wouldn't it be ironic that all the crimes he's committed yeah. in his pub, public life, and private life for that matter, yeah. all the crimes he's committed, wouldn't it be interesting if he spent the rest of his life in prison on perjury? <laughs> I know, but it would be perfectly appropriate because <coughs> Donald Trump all. is all about the big lie, right? I mean, it's it would, so, yeah. It would cover everything, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it would because he's such an unforgivable liar. And this would be a case where he would try to get away with something not understanding that, well, you know what, if you lie, you better keep your story straight. Right. Because he's told many different versions. And again, this is oh, not me yeah. talking. This is Bill Barr talking. He's told so many different he, versions of the same story. Like a kid. Like yeah. a kid. He tells the version that's helpful at the moment. Plus, I don't know if he thinks on the level of, well, all these other people have testified to the contrary of what I'm saying here. So I better stay in line with what these other people have said, which would then incriminate me, which I can't do. So therefore, I have to lie and contradict all of these other witnesses and contradict the evidence. And mm. that's going to get me thrown in jail for perjury. So he please, I, far, yes, Ed. go forward with the advice of counsel defense. Please, please, please. I hope that actually yeah. happens. I think that's too complex a line of thinking for him. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's just it's simple. I, I think he needs to know that if he testifies, he's going to jail because he will perjure himself. Exactly right. So uh, we still want to talk about John Laro implicating Donald Trump on Jeez. the conspiracy to disrupt an official Shut proceeding. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it was the same day of the arraignment when this happened. This happened on Thursday. We talked a little bit about it on the uh, Friday after party with Kimberly, but I want to review again now that we're outside the uh, Patreon mm -hmm. realm, right? Hi, uh, we're free. Exactly. But uh, meantime, Donald Trump uh, is definitely heading for a gag order. Andrew Weissman tweeted this morning, Judge Chutkin wisely scheduled a prompt hearing on the proposed protective order, which is what Trump asked for. How she rules remains to be seen. I'm feeling optimistic, by the way. Yeah. At issue, protecting the integrity of the judicial process from Trump's obstructive use of government discovery to threaten witnesses. That's exactly the kind of thing I was talking about with regard to Mar-a-Lago. I, you know, I was screaming about that when it became clear that Donald Trump was going to have access to the witness list in the Mar-a-Lago situation. And I, I think there also needs to be a protective order down there if there hasn't been one filed already or a request for one, I should say. Not that they're necessarily going to get it with Eileen Cannon, but at least uh, they should give it a yeah. shot. 
because this is what Donald Trump does. Donald Trump will go to all of his quote unquote buffers, you know, like in, in Godfather Part Two. Uh, <laughs> the boss right. has lots of buffers, and Donald Trump's going to use his buffers to intimidate witnesses. And he's got a lot of uh, red hat media outlets to choose from. Right. right. Whether it's a, and, individual and, and, podcasters or all the Fox News copycat sites or Fox and, News itself. Yeah. And having them do the dirty work keeps uh, keeps it off of him, he, or so he thinks. Right, right, right. So he goes through a bunch of intermediaries to get a witness list to Charlie Kirk, mm-hmm. or get a witness list to Ben Shapiro, or Jesse Waters, or Greg Gutfeld, and, and then they start, those yeah. People. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they start playing coy with it. They start, you know, right. well, there's this one person who I'm not going to say the name of, but it rhymes yes. with. Dyke Fence. <laughs> you know, it's just like, or Snark Schmidtos. <laughs> you know, it's just, like suddenly they're really stupid about it deliberately. And then the name gets out and then the phone calls start. And then suddenly you see witnesses dropping off or being physically intimidated by other red hats. So lots of possibilities there for disasters. I, I I see. I don't see the judge ruling any other way than with the prosecution. The only thing that disturbs me about this, and I don't like to nitpick, as I'm happy with thing, the way things are going generally, but Trump will not be required to attend this hearing that will occur sometime between now and uh, close of business on Friday, uh, and and that's unfortunate because I think. The judge and uh, Trump need to make eye contact uh, as the judge warns him that if he violates this order, uh, there will be punishment for it, whether it's fines and sanctions or a night in jail. I think the judge knows the political ramifications of a night in jail and will therefore avoid that. Mm-hmm. But she she can at least make that threat yeah. uh, if, if she needs to, but certainly uh, very stiff fines and penalties for noncompliance and uh, ultimately uh, contempt of court charges. Okay, so uh, in just a couple of minutes here, we're going to talk about uh, John Lauro confessing to yes, one of please. Trump's crimes. Uh, yes, looking forward yes. to that. We've got yes. audio for that. Plus, uh, Alina Haba screwed up, too. (laughs) No. Yeah, they're all blabbing when they shouldn't be. This is what happens when you don't pay your attorneys, and then you have to go to the back of the phone book to get your lawyers. Yeah, really bad attorneys. (laughs) Exactly. These are the ones that don't care if they don't get paid. That's where they are. Uh, or, yeah, they're not uh, bright enough, or they think that somehow this uh, equals profit. You know, they they yeah. think that somehow this will lead to riches. Uh, maybe they'll write a book, or maybe it'll bring in new business. Uh, I, I don't know what they're thinking, but, yeah, they're willing to take the loss uh, and, and make uh, Trump their loss leader. Plus, we want to talk about something that Rachel covered a little bit last night on her oh, show. Good. Great show last night. Which is actually something... It- Sometimes I wonder if Rachel listens to this show, listens to this podcast. Oh, you know she does. Hi, Rachel. Because I think last week it was either on the free show on Thursday or the free show on, or the the Shatter Docket on Thursday. It was one of those Uh two. We got to talking about all the different cases against Donald Trump, and Mm -hmm. there was one that I was like, what is this one? This, the, the Ponzi scheme one, what is that? And someone had to refresh my memory. Oh, and again, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm forgetting the, who that was. It may have been you. I, I don't remember. All the, <laughs> the things tend to run together. But it turned it out that the, I completely forgot about the stupid phone the, multi-level the marketing picture, scam. The picture phone. Yes, the picture, <laughs> the stupid, stupid video phone. It's a picture phone, Don. Yeah. And then suddenly Rachel's doing a story last night where she goes, where she sets it up by saying, 
hey, this is the Trump legal thing that you may have forgotten about. Bob. <laughs> I'm like, God, maybe, maybe, that, maybe she does listen. Maybe that is a direct response <laughs> to the fact that I completely forgot about this one and shocked myself with the fact that I forgot about one because I think I've written about it in the past. Well, not just that, Bob. I was shocked at the top of the show. Uh, the first uh, five minutes of the show were about the JR-15, the junior AR-15 that uh, you and I have talked about on at least two different shows in depth yeah. uh, in, in the past. And, and I thought, well, gee, we... We were months ahead of her on this. Wait, Rachel talked about the JR-15? Go back and watch the first five or ten minutes From of last night's Rachel show. Are you it's serious? The top story, uh, the lead-in to, to the general topic, is she starts with the JR-15. Oh, my God. And, and it's rather extensive, actually. It's probably ten minutes, at least. Did she talk about the cricket? The cricket rifle? No, no, she didn't oh. get to the cricket. Yeah, because that's the one. That's the one we've been that's talking about for years on the well, show. Well, that's true. But you and I have uh, talked about the JR fifteen at least <laughs> twice uh, in, in, within the last year, I suspect. Oh my God! Well, hi, hi Rachel. Hello, Bob. Oh, thank you. Or Rachel's producer, or whatever. We we honor all of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back with more show right after these words. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery. Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. My friend Seth Adam right here, and uh, he's probably right now en route to another show in the New England vicinity. Yeah. There's a song called Fraud. Love this track. And it's perfectly appropriate for our times, isn't it? Yeah. Link in the description to support Seth Adam. Yeah. Let's, Love let's, this not, guy. let's not say our times. I don't want to be associated with these times. Let's call them these times. <laughs> these times, okay. Appropriate for these times. All right. Yes. You, you can have them. I don't want them. <laughs> Conceded. 
Oh my God, you know what? We almost had a major weather situation here last night. Uh, oh, I know. The weather's been fierce in, in your neck of the woods, as they used to say. Yeah. I mean, I had to take in all the crap off of our balcony to make sure it oh didn't my. get whipped around. Oh my, stuff <laughs> on the balcony. Yeah, and it turned out, eh, it was a thunderstorm, but yeah. nothing really happened. Everything oh, was fine. It looked th more threatening than it was. And then we, I was getting all those crazy alerts with that sound that, that comes automatically right. on your on phone. Your phone. Yeah, where it's right. like, ah, ah, you're all fucked. And it was just like, oh, well, <laughs> oh shit. Even our apartment management <laughs> uh -huh. sent out a mass email saying, uh -huh. uh, you want to hide in your bathtub. <laughs> what oh, we got goodness. from our... Uh, our apartment complex. And I, I was like, okay, all right. And I'm looking out the window and the clouds were threatening, but it turned out to be just another Northern Virginia, Maryland, DC area afternoon thunderstorm, which always happens. It's right. been happening as long as I've been around. So I, uh, I would text them back. Have you seen my bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I heard a I heard a great quote last night on Rachel. Also, I hate to be leaning on the show so much, yeah. but uh, Connie Schultz was on the the great uh, uh, columnist, newspaper columnist from of Ohio, uh -huh. who's married to a Democratic Senator Sherrod Brown. Two wonderful people. They're a great couple. They're they're both individually charming and charming as a couple. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just uh, seem like wonderful people. Uh, Connie Schultz last night crystallized something that I've been trying to uh, express to articulate for a long time now and and it's just this simple cynicism is lazy hope takes work wow yeah cynicism and that's what i've been trying to say to, to people who are cynics i would say well that's it you know it's easy because you, now you can just check out you 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 can wash your hands of of any responsibility when you yeah. take the stand that well we're all doomed we're all screwed there's no fixing this there's no hope goodbye uh when you take that sort of stance well that's it is lazy. So I like mm -hmm. the fact that she was able to uh, crystallize it into that word and, and then to add that the hope that I try to carry uh, with me, uh, that takes some work. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you got to put in the work to have the hope. And, and so I just carry that with you. Cynicism is lazy. Hope takes work. I was talking to some friends. Uh, I have a DM thread going on with a couple of uh, friends, uh, Rick Shue and, and Freakbase, in fact. Mm -hmm. And the three yeah, of us yeah. have this thread going. And uh, someone, one of them posted something about you know, the temperatures in the country right now, right. exceeding oh 100 God. degrees in many places and so on. Yeah. And then I tweeted back this thing that I thought was, I intended it to be negative. I said, technology... <laughs> I said, technology and science is going to save us from ourselves. And that was my response to, I think it was Rick posted the thing about the heat. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, well, that's kind of a positive outlook. Actually, yeah. I mean, I guess well, technology and science it, is going to save it, us from ourselves. It, it had better get to work. I, I, have I, a, uh, I, I have an article here. I pulled this up. I want to find this exact quote from this article. It's down at the bottom, of course, because they wanted to leave us depressed. Yeah. Uh, but it was basically, oh, God, I don't know if I can find it. It basically says that uh, this may be the hottest, if you're young especially, this may be the hottest summer you've ever experienced. 
and it may be the coolest summer you ever experience going forward. Yeah. Oh, my it, God. Wow. He, he, and, and this is nothing out of the ordinary across uh, particularly the southern U.S. Uh, the heat index here is 112 degrees. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't been outside in days, and I don't care. You know, I'm, yeah. I've got I've got my air conditioning, and I'm glad it's working, and, and so I'm lucky in that respect. Um, but, uh, you know, it, this is this is crazy. And it's here. It's uh, like I said on a recent show, this climate change we've been hearing about, it's coming, it's coming. It uh, it just pulled up. It's here. Yeah. Oh, it is. And it's been here for years and years and years. Well, but it's really hit now. This is the, yeah. we, we've hit that 1.5 degrees Celsius mark that uh, we were so afraid of. We're here. We have arrived. It has begun. And it will not get better unless we take drastic action quickly. And that's going to be hard hard to do when you have a Republican Party uh, seeking control of this government. Yeah. Uh, their their agenda is more drilling and less uh, alternative energy. Mm -hmm. That is literally their plan. They've put it in black and white. This is what they want to do uh, given the circumstances we are in. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and again, I think this is why the Gen Z vote is going to be so important because I know they're talking about their very lives are at stake. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and, it's, but it's important to all of us. It's their lives and their children's lives. The children being born essentially right now, mm. oh, I feel terrible for them because they're going to go through some shit. They're going to see some shit that uh, your generation buzz, uh, right. our generation... Not that we're, we're not going to necessarily see. We're going to see the beginning parts of the worst aspects of the climate crisis. But these kids being born right now, unless the aforementioned technology and science saves us from ourselves, they could end up seeing some horror shows uh, related to the climate, unlike anything that we're seeing right now. Yeah. Um, because the heat that it's, we're seeing right now, this is, I mean, again, we're just easing into it. I mean, it's going to get worse and worse and worse over time unless we take action. Yeah. We've, we've already reached intolerable and this is just the start of it. Yeah. If we're starting at intolerable, uh, imagine how bad it can and apparently will be. Yeah. Even I did not expect this. I thought, you know, my age, I'll be out of here by the time. Any, no, maybe not. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. I may, I may join you in witnessing this. Uh, onslaught of terribleness. Well, I remember in 2006 when an inconvenient truth came out, Al Gore uh, saying the hottest year on record was 2005. Uh, and at that point in time, it's like, oh, God, that was hot. Yeah, 2005 right. was terrible. And then you put it into perspective now, we're, uh, you know, 18 years later. Mm. Holy God, <laughs> it just keeps getting worse, doesn't it? Yeah. So again, there are things that we can all do, and it's beyond just taking our own bags to the grocery store. If you have electricity choice in your state, choose the green energy option where there are carbon credits involved and it, it transforms your electricity usage in your house to being carbon neutral, and that's so crucial. I'm and if we can so do that... Glad. I did notice, however, that we are paying a bit more for our electricity this summer since we yeah, uh, made yeah. that well, switch ev over. Everyone is. It's not, yeah. I mean, 
the cost of energy is is going up, is continuing to go up. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. Un- unfortunate. I'm paying a lot more than I was when I first moved here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things have changed in Florida since I moved here, Bob. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, God. Uh, that's uh, that, that's just one of them. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's it's. I'm glad to see that Trump's incandescent light bulbs were outlawed again. Uh, they had been outlawed uh, during the Obama administration. Uh, Trump said, "No, I don't like the I don't like the color of the LEDs. We're having the incandescence again." And he brought back the incandescence, which burn ten times the juice of an LED bulb that of puts out the they do. same amount of light. Yeah, uh, and that's good for the oil and coal and you know uh, fossil fuel industries. So uh, you know those are now now that Biden's president, uh, those are now off the market again, uh, and that's that's going to help every little thing we can do. Uh, to help consume less energy where, where possible. As my public service, the LEDs you want to get, if you want to match the old school light bulbs and the light that those give you off. You can. You can. 2,900 to 3,000 Kelvin. That's the range yeah. that you want to get for the warm but, light. But uh, but experiment with it because yeah. there are situations in your home where you will appreciate the bright, pure white yeah. light that yeah. doesn't affect the color of things. Right. Uh, when you're trying to compare navy uh, against black, for example, yeah. a pure white light does a better job than than the yellower or warmer light sure. of an incandescent or lower. So I have both. I mean, I have some that are pure white, bright lights, and I have some that are warm and uh, yellowy. Right, right. Well, the the higher the Kelvin, the closer you're getting to fluorescent lighting, that look. So if if that's what you're looking for... Well, great. If you want something, mm. but if you want something that's closer to incandescent lighting, uh, regular old light bulbs, then you go with the lower Kelvin. That's the yeah, color maybe. Well, yeah, this yeah. is an interesting debate, but yeah. it doesn't have it doesn't have the fluttering effect of the of a fluorescent. It really is different light than fluorescent. Yeah, but it's cooler, yeah. like fluorescent. Right, col- right. When, I'm talk- when we're talking about Kelvin, we're talking about color temperature, not necessarily right, the quality right. of the light. It's just it's, the fluorescent lighting is is more on the blue or yes. white spectrum yes. rather than the warm yellow orange spectrum. So yeah, spectrum wise, but it, yeah, yeah, spectrum yeah. wise, they're similar. Yes, exactly right. right. Okay, so <laughs> how do we get off? Of, we, suddenly, it's the environment show uh it's the climate <laughs> crisis show but that's fine the more we reinforce that the better we so got, electricity choice. About lighting yeah, but you, yeah. you do and that's the important thing is you have a choice now you, yeah, you yeah. with led you can get uh, from pure bright white so you can do surgery or a cooking show in your house uh and, or you can get the warmer more comfortable light for uh, social like a dinner table yeah. for example mm-hmm. and there was uh-huh. a led light bulb i have one lamp that lights up my entire office and I had an LED installed in that lamp when we moved mm-hmm. here in 2018. You mm-hmm. know when I replaced that light bulb? Never. May. Oh, <laughs> I just I just, just replaced it a couple of months ago. And it lasted for whatever that is, five years. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> Sign me up. I don't know why people are complaining about that shit. That's great. Okay, let's get back to uh, Donald Trump's legal <laughs> jeopardy. I know it's like I know it's a lot of Trump, but I said on the Friday after party, this is history. This is something yes, that has never is. happened before, and this speaks directly to the future of our democracy right here. You know, the last few years of my news podcast of the four years that Trump was president, uh, I was recording things as they were happening, as we were learning them. Yeah. And there was a lot. And now we're, and as I knew we would be, sort of going back over many of the same things. Things we knew 
back then, yeah. you know, that are just now being gotten to. And so, but it's interesting now to be on this side of it instead of just reading a newscast about what's happening because I'd essentially be reading the same stuff all over again. Uh -huh. This is a way we can sort of talk about it, and I like that aspect of it, uh, being able to look at it in that uh, historical context now. Yeah, and, and it's all presented also with the desire to never talk about Donald Trump again uh, after he's, uh, no. he's gone. I, and buried, I don't know. You know. I don't know. You know, no, history needs to remember. Never forget. That's, that I is also this, true. But this, I mean, this is another never forget moment. I that think. is absolutely true. And that's a great point. But I mean, in terms of it dominating the news cycle. Right. That, that that's going to go away. Yeah. That exactly. we don't need. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So and, and with, you know, we say that with the added great news that Donald Trump keeps hiring the worst lawyers in the world, including this guy, John Laro. Uh, again, we talked about this on the Friday after party, so I'm repeating some stuff here for the free show audience. But <laughs> this guy got onto Laura Ingram's show. I believe it was uh, the day of the arraignment mm. and essentially confirmed one of the charges, which was that Donald Trump conspired with his various lawyer co-conspirators to strong arm Mike Pence into literally overturning the results of the election. Right. And how do we know that he was attempting to overturn the results of the election? Because Mike Pence said that Donald Trump was trying to overturn the results <laughs> of the election. Here's Mike Pence on CNN just at, at around the same time. This is late last week, I think. I'm sure you've heard the former president's lawyers saying that he, quote, ultimately asked only that you pause in counting the electoral ballots. I just want to be clear. Did the former president ask you to pause or did he at any point ask you to overturn the election and keep him as president? Well, you can you can look at the tweets and public statements the president made all the way up uh, uh, to the night before in the morning of look what uh, what the president uh, was convinced it seemed to me in December was that I had some right to reject or return electoral votes even though no pre vice president in American history had ever asserted that right and and no vice president or any one person should ever have the right to choose the American president the presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone uh, but look, in the in the days before, the president oh. was talking about us rejecting votes. Uh, then late in the process, uh, his lawyer suggested that we return votes to the states. Uh, but frankly, the day before January 6, if memory serves, they they came back. His lawyers did and said, "We want you to reject votes outright." This this they were asking me to overturn the election. I is. had no right to overturn the election. Uh, I know we did our duty that day and. Uh, I couldn't be more encouraged, whether it's here in New Hampshire, in Iowa, or all across the country, uh, how many people come up to me and express their appreciation for the stand that we took. Okay, so again, the quote was, they were asking me to overturn the election, right. to reject votes, to disenfranchise millions and millions of American voters exactly. because Donald Trump couldn't accept the fact that he lost because of his teeny tiny brittle ego. And this is why Mike Pence is witness number one in Jack Smith's J6 case, period. Exactly right. Pence is the single, if anybody needs protection right now, and you know he's getting it, uh, it's it's Mike Pence uh, for what he has said and what he is willing to say and what he has said he is willing to say. And and I want to pick out a very small thing. Yeah. In the very beginning of that tape, uh, when the anchor woman is quoting John Laurel. Dana Bash. For, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dana Bash is, is quoting 
uh, Lauro. Uh, she, his, the quote includes the word ultimately. This is another, you know, I told you earlier to watch out for uh, uh, free, freedom of speech and uh, mm -hmm. uh, on advice of counsel. Yeah. The other word to watch out for in the Trump defense is ultimately. Mm -hmm. Lauro lives and dies on this word ultimately. And it's, it's really what his case is going to be. Sure, Trump talked about doing these things, but ultimately that's not what happened. Right. Somehow he thinks this is going to help because things did happen as a result of things that Trump did, did and did not do. Uh, yep. So watch out also. Pay close attention. You'll thank me later. Uh, but watch uh, every time John Laura and John Laura did the full Ginsburg. He was on all the all the talk shows Sunday morning uh, on, on all the networks. I think five different Sunday morning political chat shows he was on and he used uh, uh, all of those things, freedom of speech, advice of counsel, and the word ultimately on every single appearance. Exactly. And so uh, with Mike Pence's involvement in all of this, we have one of the counts circulating around what Donald Trump and his lawyers were trying to do, his co-conspirators were trying to do with Mike Pence. And so, and again, that's something that Donald Trump has been charged with in this indictment. But then John Lauro, the very day of the arraignment, goes on to the Laura Ingram show and confirms it. Yes. Here's John Lauro on the Laura Ingram show confirming that Donald Trump committed these crimes, or this particular crime. Professor Eastman laid out a series of options Professor. that were discussed with Vice President Pence. Vice, Vice President Pence disagreed on certain issues, but ultimately what President uh, Trump said is. is, let's go with- There it is, Buzz. Ultimately. <laughs> There's yeah. your ultimately, exactly. Ultimately. Yeah. Option D, let's just halt, let's just pause the voting and allow the state legislatures to take one last look and make a determination as to, the, as to whether or not the elections yeah. were handled fairly. That is against the law. What John Laro yeah. just described is a mm. violation of the law. It is against the law to conspire to do what Donald Trump and John Eastman and the other co-conspirators were conspiring to do. And the penalty for that is the same as though they actually committed the crime itself. So the penalty for conspiracy is exactly the same as it would be if Mike Pence went ahead and threw out all of those votes. Talking about what you want to do and what you're going to do is the act of conspiring. Yes. You are, when you talk about it, you are with another person. The two of you are conspiring uh, to, to do this very thing. And whether or not it gets done doesn't matter. You are guilty of conspiring. You are guilty of conspiracy. Uh, Trump is so legally screwed here, and uh, we just have to keep this train moving. And I, I don't know why you train metaphors so much. Is that, I, I need to see uh, uh, Dr. Freud about this, but uh, you're, wearing, you're actually wearing one of those choo-choo engineers caps right now. That's why you keep I, going there. I, I am. I am. <laughs> but uh, the whole case hinges, I think, on Mike Pence. Uh, Jack Smith has this so entirely sewn up. There's no yeah. way that any of these Trump defenses will work. And I hope that the judge and the prosecutor uh, continue to keep the ball rolling, mm -hmm. uh, keep things moving uh, as they are uh, so quickly right yeah. now. Uh, the delays will not be tolerated and uh, neither will BS. I think, and, and as we've said all along, as I've said all along, this case will be over before that stupid documents case ever gets off the ground. Oh, yes, yes. And by the way, the count that we're talking about here is count two. That's a violation of 18 U.S. Code 1512 Section K. 
So uh, let me see if I can find this particular, because I, I want to read this verbatim as it's written in the uh, U.S. code, mm-hmm. uh, just to be entirely clear. Okay, so uh, item K, whoever mm-hmm. conspires to mm-hmm. commit any offense under this section shall be subject to the same penalties mm-hmm. as those prescribed for the offense, the commission of which was the object of the conspiracy. Uh-huh. So the planning of it is also a violation of the law to the same extent as actually committing the the crime. crime. Yeah, exactly. Same crime. It's the same. Mm. And then Alina Hobbit screwed up too on television. Of course. She said, I think that everybody was made aware that he lost the election. So essentially what she's saying here, she's confessing that Donald Trump knew that he lost the election. He just refused to allow that to be the case. He he only listened to the crackpots because that's what he wanted to hear. Right, but uh, so much of this case is going to hinge on whether or not Donald Trump knew that he lost. Yeah, well, I I think, again, I think Jack Smith's got that proof sewn up. Exactly right. So, uh, and I want to add here, before we take a short break, a constitutional law note from the great Michael Beschloss. Mm. Here's the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Quote, no person shall hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Mm. So depending on how that is perceived, Donald Trump might not be able to actually be president. Yeah, I hope that that can be invoked in some way. I don't. That's not the direction Jack Smith is going. But, uh, you know, hey, anything's possible. And it certainly is something we'd like to see. I, I don't know what the process would be in this case because we've never been down this road before. I don't think we've ever had to right. apply this particular part of the Constitution to a presidential candidate or would-be president. So the, it's, it remains a big question mark. So I'm reading that with the gigantic caveat that we keep our hopes calibrated and keep our expectations in line with what could actually happen. This would be the best case scenario. Applying this, because again, there would have to be some sort of ruling that would state that Donald Trump being uh, convicted of these four counts would qualify under insurrection or rebellion against the United States. Right. That's not a case that'll be pursued legally, I don't believe. There's something Congress is gonna have to do, I think. So, yeah, it's next-level madness that Donald Trump would be in a position where he could potentially win through shenanigans or not and then end up uh, pardoning himself for all these drugs. Madness that this country should find itself in this position and uh, with so many people locked in so hard. In the final segment, I also have a couple of questions for you. Oh, good, okay. Pick pick your brain about a couple of things. Sounds good. All right, well, we'll do that in just a couple seconds. Back with more show right after this. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Bob Malone, here is a track called Oh Well. It's one of my favorites from Bob, yeah. I think he's on tour right now. I think he's touring, and so you want to check out uh, Bob Malone's website, see if he's in your town, right? Yeah. Nice. What a great show. Yeah, he also tours with John Fogarty, too. So I'm not sure if it's Bob Malone touring or if it's Bob Malone with John Fogarty. No talking. Yeah, and Trissette. All right. uh, Link in the description to support Bob Malone. Just go to bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 8-8-23. Click that link. Scroll on down and you'll find links to support not only Bob Malone, but Seth Adam and all the independent recording artists here on the show. So make okay. sure to do that. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Now, here are my questions to you. Yes, indeed. Uh, there, there's been talk about uh, some Democrats are pushing uh, to have Trump's trial televised. Um, uh, can that be done? And what do you think about that? I don't think the Democrats have anything to do with it. I don't think uh, their lobbying will change the mind of the judge. Uh, And I don't know if that's a standard operating procedure for D.C. in that district. I don't know if they allow that in the first place as a policy. They, they, do they, they don't. They don't generally. No, they're. I think they're asking for an exception yeah. in this case based on the importance of the case. I want there to be television cameras. Okay. I, I want it to be televised because uh-huh. I think there's a certain segment of the population, and I'm not talking about the diehard red hats. I'm not talking right. about the people in the cult. I'm talking about the people mm-hmm. on the cusp of the cult, mm-hmm. who might be able to be swayed. At least some of them, once they see all the charges laid out. Right. And I think a televised courtroom hearing in our fucked up times <laughs> uh, would get a lot of attention from yeah. the American viewing oh, public. No and so, and not just those of us who follow politics on the left or wherever. I think this would get a lot of attention just broadly speaking, even among non-voters. But I, you know what? I, I mentioned that. I wanted to just add one thing that I was thinking about last night. Yeah. Just to put everything in a perspective about where we are as Democrats, okay. as as liberals, whatever right. you want to define the normals, and that would include some right. ex-Republicans, mm-hmm. is that you've got a whole bunch of Republican red hats. And then you've got a whole bunch of non-voters who maybe aren't the brightest bulbs. And then you've got children, and they can't vote. And mm-hmm. then you've got the rest of us. And the rest of us, you know, surrounded by all of these other people, the rest of us have no choice but to continue to do the right thing, to stay unified, and to right. push forward and rescue democracy. That's our responsibility. I just wanted to throw that in there. Not a big, doesn't need a big discussion, but it is just something I was thinking about where we do have a responsibility. 
it's, and we need yes. to rise to that responsibility. And and by rise, we mean overcome the various obstacles that we've talked about before, yeah. like voter suppression and, and all the rest of it, uh, yeah. gerry, gerrymandering, all those things. So and 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 these competing groups, in some cases, competing groups, uh, we have to overcome and overcome and overcome. We have a lot to overcome. Mm -hmm. So we can't just half-ass this. Yeah. We we've got to be all in, and we've got to win. Because if we don't, we lose everything. Yeah, we can't count on any other demographic group right, right. now. It's got to be the normals engaged in politics right now. Which brings me now to my second question for yeah. you, which is uh, uh, what's your response to Obama's warning to Biden about uh, Trump's strength as a candidate? Uh, apparently, and, and no one has denied that this happened. There were reports that Obama uh, warned Biden that Trump is a stronger competitor than he may think. I think that that is accurate. And I'm not just saying that as a card-carrying Obama bot, which I am known to <laughs> yeah. be. Yes. But the fact is that Donald Trump is a strong candidate, and how you define that strength is the question. Uh -huh. What he's great at is deceiving gullible people, getting people to vote against their own best interests because of bullshit and propaganda and disinformation. Strong and, competitor. Yeah. And that's his sole strength. He's mm -hmm. got this dumb guy strength that allows him to <laughs> just blurt nonsense with impunity. And because there are so many people sort of the, here. Sort of the Jethro Bodine of politics. Yes. Yeah. Because we are going through this, I believe, national nervous breakdown. Because mm -hmm. so many of us have, uh, our, our cheese has slipped off our cracker. And and we're losing touch with what's real and what's the yeah. truth because of the tsunami of information we're, we're deluged with on social media that Donald Trump is exploiting that and using that to his advantage. And he's feeding it in many ways, too. So in that sense, yeah, he's a strong candidate, but it's it's for it's for awful reasons. It's not. It's not right. that he's particularly good he's at the traditional politics. Yeah, right. yeah. He's just really good at telling stupid people what, what they, they want to hear, hear and, mm -hmm. and things that will get them to the, uh, the take action, their, do the wrong the, thing. Yeah, the, the play on their fear and unplaced yeah. anger, yes. Right, right. So that, there's my answer to that question. It's yeah, uh, Okay. Uh, these are things I thought about during the week. That I asked Bob those things. <laughs> Well, here's something that I completely spaced out on, which was this particular uh, lawsuit, this class action lawsuit against the Trumps. And it's not just Donald Trump, but it's also his kids, too. And it's, it's so funny how this shit gets barely any mention in the context of Republicans going after Joe Biden on bullshit charges that right. he had nothing to do with. Right. And so you have a Trump family that in this particular case was engaged in a multi-level marketing scheme to sell this awful video phone. Oh, yeah. Which is, is so old school. It Wasn't there a... God, there was a movie. I think, what was it, Mother? Or if there was some movie with Albert Brooks where he's got a video <laughs> phone and it's janky and it doesn't work. And right. this is kind of what Donald Trump was trying to sell. He was paid... That very product, yes. Yeah, he was paid an exorbitant amount of money secretly to endorse right. this telephone, this video phone, mm -hmm. that all kinds of people invested in based on his word, and it turned out to be bullshit. Right. It turned out to be a janky system where you, only, you could only make video calls to other people if they had the same brand well, of, of course. phone. Yeah. And so, fortunately, Rachel did a recap of all of this last mm -hmm. night on her show. Right. 
and, uh, and how stupid the technology was and how pyramid schemey the, uh, the the business model was. Yeah, so this lawsuit claims that from 2005 to at least 2015, the Trump family and this company that produced the video phone received millions of dollars in secret payments to promote and endorse ACN, which is a multi-level marketing company that specializes in telecommunications. Hmm. In exchange for the payments, Trump gave glowing endorsements for the company, the lawsuit alleged. Trump told prospective investors that you have a great opportunity before you at ACN without any of the risks most entrepreneurs have to take. And it turned out to be all risk. Well, yeah, No one lie, bought these man. goddamn phones <laughs> because they were stupid. One of the flagship products ACN began to sell in 2008 and which Trump endorsed to convince the financial viability of the company was a video phone. The lawsuit claims that the product was essentially a desktop wired telephone yeah. with a video screen and webcam in addition to the usual handset and keypad. Hey, great timing. Right as mm. Skype is rising as right. a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also required an internet connection. It was only compatible with other ACN phones and subscriptions. And so uh, all the people that invested in this are suing uh, Donald Trump and his family. And the other thing was, is they were using their platform on The Apprentice and The Celebrity Apprentice to promote yes, this yeah, ridiculous video yeah. phone. Yeah, he had the executives on and everything. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, yeah, it was a very tight little family there for a while. Right, right. So the video phone was quickly made obsolete by smartphones with video chat capabilities. Skype right. introduced video calling in 2006. Apple has FaceTime, yeah. Yeah, Apple would popularize video chat by installing a front-facing camera on its iPhone by 2010. <laughs> so this is what we're talking about here, and apparently this particular trial gets underway January 29th of 2024. Right. <laughs> so yeah, next be a, year, man. going to be a busy year. Uh, let's see, he's got the uh, civil fraud suit from uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James. That's yeah. in October of this year. Yep. And then next year, uh, well, you know, we've got this January 6th case, which could go down at any time. At the at the rate things are going, it could happen uh, very quickly. Uh, we, but we no date has been scheduled for it yet. Uh, we have the E. Jean Carroll defamation suit, uh, uh, the new one, uh, January, mid-January of uh, 24, next year. This is a campaign season, ladies and gentlemen. This is a federal civil uh, video phone suit that Bob just mentioned, uh, end of January uh, of next year. Uh, the Manhattan DA's hush money case, uh, the Stormy Daniels case, March of next year. Uh, the federal classified documents case, May of next year, uh, probably at the earliest. But all of this occurring in the year of a presidential election. So it'll be interesting. And, and scheduling all these things around each other uh, it should be maddening for the judges. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think the big headline with this particular video phone nonsense is that <laughs> Donald Trump is corrupt and Donald Trump lies yeah. to his own people. Donald Trump right. is selling the rubes snake oil. Right, always. Essentially, yeah, yeah. And really, when it comes down to it, the victims of Donald Trump are all Donald Trump's most loyal supporters. That's right. This is they astonishing about it. Yeah. They're his lord and savior. So, uh, meantime, here, uh, Mike Pence has qualified for the Republican debate on August yep. 23rd in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. That should be interesting. Hey, what kind of timeline are we in right now? What kind of universe in the multiverse are we in where I'm looking forward to Mike Pence the most in it's, this debate? He, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, the, this first debate is two weeks away. Yeah. Uh, seven uh, candidates have qualified to be in it. That doesn't mean all seven will be there. Trump has not committed. DeSantis has not committed. They've qualified, but they've not committed. So we, we don't know what we have just yet or who's actually going to show. It just seems, it feels ridiculously early to me yeah. for this. And uh, most of these guys are clowns who won't be around in six months anyway. Well, once again, I, I, I can't stop repeating this. What an illustration of how weak the Republican bench is. Really? The fact that none of these people can come, come close to Donald Trump, who is up to his eyeballs and, and bullshit and awfulness. It's just an incredible thing to observe. And very few of them. I think it's like, who are the only people criticizing Donald Trump right now? Mike Pence and Chris Christie. Two people that were closely involved with Donald Trump's initial campaign, Mike Pence being the most involved. Mm. <laughs> and now they're both Donald Trump's biggest enemies, but they can't and, even come close. I mean, right, Mike the, Pence they, barely qualified. Right. They are at the bottom of the list of those who squeaked in to qualify for this for this debate. Uh, they have the least support, the least uh, in donations. Uh, they're, they're, they will not be around. Uh, their, their candidacies are going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think so. Historically, Pence will be very important. And as again, let me emphasize this again, for all the weaselly things he did as governor of Indiana and for all the weaselly things he did uh, as Trump's kiss-ass vice president, uh, he will be a very important figure in history because it will be his testimony more than anything or anyone else that brings down Donald Trump. All right. Well, meantime, I'm just I'm frantically skimming through uh, Twitter to see if there have been any charges filed in Fulton County before we wrap up the show. <laughs> it it, it could happen. That. We're we're expecting uh, indictment from uh, Fonnie Willis sometime this week. Uh, we we don't know when exactly, uh, but uh, and we don't we we're assured that there will be no federal indictments, no more Jack Smith indictments until Thursday because some of the witnesses who've been subpoenaed for the hearing that day uh, hadn't had their. 48 hours notice yet so mm -hmm. uh that that isn't uh, uh there's no way they could do it today oh, yeah, uh, at least yeah. on a federal level but fonnie willis could go at any time yes we're looking forward to it yeah and i did, did you tweet something about thursday is it th thursday maybe I, no, th thursday maybe for the feds but thursday oh, maybe okay. for jack for jack smith fonnie willis either this week or next but uh, we're, it's that too is upon us yes so what additional charges would jack smith file i guess there's this other grand jury that uh, eileen cannon blurted the information <laughs> right. about the other day well we already knew there were two grand juries she's yeah. questioning why there needs to be two grand juries and so He's going to have to explain it to her like she's six yeah. because uh, that seems to be her level of intellect. I don't know how <laughs> we're ever going to make it through this documents case. But yeah. thank goodness we have uh, an airtight J6 case that uh, will go much, much faster. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the same judge that's dealing with the uh, Trump multi-level marketing lawsuit yes. is also presiding over the E. Jean Carroll case. Which, Perfect. Yeah. Judge Kaplan, uh, Lewis Kaplan. He's dismissed Trump's counterclaim against E. Right. Jean Carroll. So that was has, good news. Yeah, down, right, yeah. right. Yeah, indeed. Uh, he has shown no patience for Trump on this, and uh, so I'm, I expect no mercy there either. Yes, indeed. All right. So let us recap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump's lawyers are idiots. Donald uh -huh. Trump himself is an idiot. Uh-huh. Mike Pence has somehow emerged as a hero. Uh, I mean, relative, yeah, yeah, yeah relative, relative to relative where he used to be. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Hero with a big asterisk. Yeah, Donald Trump is in deeper shit than I think he even realizes. Yeah, and we're uh, doing better. We're doing better than we allow ourselves to believe. Sometimes uh, justice is coming. Justice is here. Yeah, and if you have electricity choice in your state, make sure to sign up for uh, green electricity in your house. We all have to do our part, right? Right. So that's get, it. Yeah. Get the LEDs in white or yellow, whichever you prefer. <laughs> that's right. So maybe we do that from now on. Isn't that what uh, Jerry Springer used to do at the end of his show? And Without now my the light bulb. Yeah. And, and now my final thought. Uh, uh, but here, let's see what's coming up on the Shadow Docket portion yes. of the show here on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Suska Show. Go sign up now, please. Why should I show up today? Yeah. it's well, like What did we do the calculations the other day? It was like $0.62 cents an episode if you sign up for $5 a month. Given right, the right. Amount what are you going to talk about? What are you going to talk about? Well, uh, we've got some interesting poll results that we should all take with a grain of salt, but okay. I'm mentioning them because I find them interesting. I like salt. Yeah. All right. Good. I think we all do. Adds flavor, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, more good news on the economy. The American workforce is booming right now. Yes, it is. And you get a job. And you get a job. Yes. <laughs> plus, the craziest story that I've read in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it involves a snake and a hawk and some and this lady screaming, help me, Jesus. So we're going to talk I'm about there. that, too. <laughs> well, see, now now I'm coughing up to 62 cents. That's exactly right. $5 a month on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. It's a piece of cake to sign up. Even though they've been having technical issues over there, I, I'm still quite confident in Patreon as a platform. So please sign up and support the show. The world goes around because of our Patreon page. The show goes around. The podcast stays on. And we can keep doing all these shows every week thanks to our Patreon page. And thanks to you. Thanks to you for subscribing. Yeah, thanks. Okay, we'll see you over on the Shadow Docket Show. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.